All right, welcome to another episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. It's me and Bob Schneider, B. Schnizzle, B. Schnizzy, in the house, here to bring you the sauce, dude. Who, look, <clears throat> how many podcasts can people listen to in a week? What's people's threshold? Do people actively listen to 10, 15 podcasts? We're one of the 10 and 15. Who's bringing you the sauce like I'm okay? I I take the Pepsi challenge on anyone who brings the sauce in 30 minutes the way we bring the sauce. I mean, we we show up with the sauce. It's heated. Because, we, you know, some people will put sauce in the blender, serve it cold, gazpacho style. No, mm. dude, mm. we've been, we've had the sauce on the burner for over 30 years. Right. We've been fucking making this sauce. It, dude, the flavor has matured as they say so we're bringing that shit hot and fresh and we're we're scooping it we're ladling it out right from the get-go dude i was listening to a podcast right before we started this podcast they started with like 30 minutes worth of ads oh by the way god by the way my heart was filled filled full with envy i was like jesus christ why can't we do 20 minutes of ads and then 10 minutes of I OK? Because oh. then we wouldn't be bringing the sauce. I know, but who cares? Because we'd be making so much money. But w- hey, what? But you're right. It would be that podcast that I was listening to that's making probably $150,000 in ads every episode. Maybe a teaspoon or two of sauce after the ads are done. Dude. By the time they get halfway through their first ad, you've already got a ladle full of the IOK sauce. We don't fuck around, dude. We're the sauce daddies. Well, look, do we want the money? Yes, we're yes. human beings. Yeah, but do we want that money? But no one's offering it to us. So in the nobody's, meantime, you get nobody's coming around. You get the, content unsullied by corporate sponsorship because let's let's be honest about it now would we take the money yes let's yes. make no yes of course would, but we, would we just cram the entire show with ads if we could if, yes yeah well yes and you would too okay so that's let, we know that chimp empire turtles and chimp empire all the way down would we say would we would we say would we swear to god would we act like we really meant it and said that stuff was really good even if we <laughs> knew it was shit? yes Fuck yeah, we would, dude. T-Mobile? That's my I've favorite I've always loved shit, T-Mobile. Son. I've always loved dude, T-Mobile. T- dude, I'm wearing pink right now dude. for T-Mobile. I'm not wearing pink because T-Mobile ain't giving a shit. So here's what I say about T-Mobile. Nein, danke. <laughs> unless, they can, unless they give us the ads. Right yeah, well, look. Here's the deal, though. We don't have the ads. If we did, we'd take them. Everyone knows that who knows us. But... Of course, yeah. There is no way around the fact that when you do start doing the ads, it fucks your content up. And bec- and and look, it's it's oh, it fucks it's, it up so and bad. And it's not dude. because we're so virtuous; it's not by choice. Again, we're taking the money, but we don't have the ads. Therefore, our content no, we don't have the choice. Our content is fucking pure as the goddamn driven snow. It's as pure as all the all the fucking Christians washing the blood of the fucking lamb, dude. Dude, we have no choice. We've been backed into the corner into greatness we've been back dude we don't want to but they painted the floor all around us and the only place we can stand is at the pinnacle of podcasting great we are forced to maintain our integrity just because there are no offers on the table yet we, we don't want to but we're forced into it we have the integrity and the sauce all we're doing is fucking scooping the sauce out into people's fucking ear holes as hard and as fast as we can scoop 
And there's a reason there's a reason that when the little IOK episode drops, it goes boop, people rush to it. Because dude, when it drops, it makes that sound, dude. Boop. Boop. It just slides right in. Because they know they're getting the real shit, dude. How many they fucking get, real yeah. conversations are you hearing anymore these days? Zero. Zero. I mean, one. I okay. Even the podcasts I like, which are some of the bigger ones that have it, they god damn it, they it gets old. Yeah. So old. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to probably the biggest podcast in the world. Um, at least that's what they were saying, and the ads seemed to back them up. And um, n- dude, the sauce. I mean, I guess there was sauce. I couldn't taste it. So if it was there, it was so negligible. Whereas even right now, the sauce is so strong right now. Ever since COVID, I kind of got into cooking, you know, I've been getting more into cooking. Zip, yeah. And trying recipes and reading a lot about food and, you know, watching recipes online. Zip. <laughs> here's what here's what you can learn from getting into cooking. Yeah. Food doesn't taste good. Because no. <laughs> no, it doesn't to make taste. to make food Dude, it does not taste good. You people make that are putting shit, you make that shit that they you make it exactly the way they made it. <laughs> And they're on the recipe show. They're like, mm, "This is so fucking good." And then you make, it, you're like, "This isn't that." It's because they're they're probably doubling up on all the seasoning. You have to put. So, they're like, "Look, uh, look at this delicious uh, taco uh, casserole." First of all, <laughs> it's like ground beef, little salt, yeah. little pepper. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. They're like little garlic salt, little onion powder, uh, yeah. little paprika, yeah. uh, seventeen cloves of garlic, yeah. uh, more salt, yeah. uh, Cajun seasoning. <laughs> it's like. Dude, you're putting like fucking 50 ingredients of seasoning on the meat just yeah. for it to kind of taste good. All food, right. food does not taste good without all that shit, dude. It's look, amazing how much shit you need to make food taste good. Yeah. Look, normally I would save this for the Secret Weekly, but I think it's too important. I think everybody, even the people with the uh, SDE uh, who aren't in the Patreon, they need to know this because it's okay. important. Okay. You want to make food taste good, but you don't know how to. Let's say you you don't you don't have three Michelin stars attached to your name, but you want to make food that tastes good for you and your family and your loved ones and your friends and also your enemies, because that's the type of person you are, altruistic. I got three letters. Also, at the end of these letters, you will hear what sounds like a tank being dropped from a helicopter. <laughs> It's a period. <laughs> M S G boy. MSG. <laughs> now, for a while, MSG got that fucking bad rap. It's like, oh, this shit will dissolve your stomach. Guess what? They just found out it's fine. Right. It don't do anything except make food taste yum yum. Put it on everything. Oh, you want your salad to taste better? Sprinkle them. Just get that MSG on there, son. It's like diamonds for your tongue. Hmm. It's like a <laughs> Rolex for your fucking gland, your face gland, boy. <laughs> oh, you want to wear that diamond encrusted Rolex on your gland, son? Here you go, MSG. <laughs> Dude, why do you think they named Madison Square Garden Madison Square Garden? Well, it's because of the food, because of the food additive. It's because that MSG, son. 
There's no such thing as Madison Square. I mean, there is. It's it's in it's it's off of Madison Avenue, and it's a square. But it ain't no goddamn garden. I can tell you that it ain't no garden. <sighs> I feel I got to go back to the stove and get another sauce pan. We've all I've laid a lot of the sauce out that was in that pan. How about you? Where's how's your sauce situation? Ugh, running low, just because we've given up so much of it here at the top. Especially dude. with all that being honest about the ad shit. Dude, That's we, the sauce, dude. dude. <laughs> we went hard dude. in the paint on that shit. Dude, we spilled more sauce. We gave so much sauce that we spilled more sauce than that podcast I was listening. We spilled more on the table as we were ladling it out than that motherfucker gave out the entire podcast. Jesus Christ. I mean, we, we've always been doing this the thanks daddies, and I get it. People are thankful because of all the sauce. But, I mean, there's a real argument here that maybe we should be called the sauce daddies. Right. I don't know. We'll have to check in with England, because England, I feel like, we have listeners all over the world. Of course, we have American listeners. We have listeners in, in New Guinea. Ghana, uh, Venezuela, of course, Brazil, Turkey, Greece. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was only a, that was a partial <laughs> list, dude. Come on. <laughs> this is my brain. <laughs> Just trying to come up with countries as fast as I can. And I have all the countries in the world to choose from. All of them. And my brain's just like, Turkey. Ah! Ghana. Ah! Jesus Christ. And there's no other, there's no other ones. There's not like there's 15 of them, and I'm choosing those because they're funny. Those are the only ones that my brain's serving up. Just one at a time. Just Greece, Greece, <laughs> Athens. It's not a country. God damn it. Oh boy. Oh my god, dude. My brain is not good anymore. Fuck. You got a good brain. No, the brain's brain's fine. fine. It's just the thing that the thing that delivers the words to the mouth, that part got fucked. Right. Oh my God. Well, you know, Sam Harris has this whole thing that free will doesn't exist. Very convincing. Right. And one of his actually one of his thought experiments to help people understand his belief is he invites an audience. He says, think of a country. Right. And he's like, there's no wrong answer. Just think of a country. Right. He's like, first of all, you can't possibly think of countries you don't know exist. So those are all gone. Of the countries that you know of, why did Turkey come to your mind? You don't know. Right. Your, Your thought happens to you and you're almost an observer of your thought. And he, his, you know, and then he basically invites the audience. He says, "Where is the free will in that? Like, so if you're not even the author of your own thoughts, how can you, how can you um, assume autonomy for anything you do? You know, like, 
why did you think of Turkey? Why didn't you think of, you know, any other country? You don't know. We don't know. Right. The thought, uh, the thought happens to you. Anyway, uh, it's a pretty interesting argument. Well, there's also, I mean, I guess, I guess we pivoted from being maybe the best podcast in the world that's just goofy and fun and, and, you know, giving our, our listeners a little bit of joy to maybe the heaviest, deepest fucking philosophical podcast. <laughs> Does free that will exist? But that's what makes the sauce so no, that's, good, in my that's, opinion. Yeah. That, Cause what, what are you going to have one ingredient in your sauce? No, dude. No. We got this all the ingredients. 500 to make it taste good. Yeah, we got at least 500 ingredients. So here's the other thing about free will. So, And here's why you don't have free will. And I didn't make this up. A little old German motherfucker who died insane, Friedrich Nietzsche, made it up. And it makes sense, which is this. If you come up with the word turkey and then you say turkey, guess what? Guess what you didn't say? Not turkey. You can only say the one thing. You can only do one thing. You can't do two things and then compare them and then go, yeah, I think I'll do this thing. I think I'll do A instead of B. No, you always can only do A. You can never do B. And because you can never do B, there's no such thing as free will. There's only one way you will do things your entire life. You have no choice but to do them that way. And I'll tell you, I had this thing when I was in my 20s when I had a lot of free time. And I was just like, man, what can I think of to do? I want to do something that I would normally never do. I just want to do something completely different, kind of to prove to myself that I can do anything. But here's the thing. No matter what I could choose to do, no matter how weird it would be like, oh, I'm going to go climb a fucking building, which I would never do because I'm afraid of heights. You were always going to do it. If I climb that building... That's exactly what I was going to do and what I did. And I, there's no way around that. Whenever I've talked to people about this concept, and I'm, I mainly was convinced of it because of the Sam Harris book called Free Will. And then invariably someone next to me will like do something zany. They'll like drop their keys. I'm like, why would I do that? Right. I just chose to do that. I'm like, no, you were always going to do always that. Always going to do that. You're missing the point. Like, it's the only thing you can do. It, yeah, it was that was the only option for you. And then you get into like culpability for people who do evil and it's like Well, that's <clears> the other <throat> thing too. Like somebody I had a good friend of mine come up to me and t- talk to me about free will and said there's no such thing as free will and I said, "Yeah, of course not." But he was doing some shisty shit at the time and I'm like, "You still have to pay the consequences of your shisty shit." Yeah, you yeah. You 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 can't get out of it. You can't say, "Well, I I did some shisty shit cuz I have no free will." No. You are absolutely responsible for your actions. You're an adult, even though, yeah, there's no free will. And some people are going to do some shisty shit and spend the rest of their life in jail. And some people are going to do some shisty shit and not go to jail. But either way, you got to live with your shit. Well, he even, yeah, which all that is absolutely true. And then the kind of person who responds to the pressures of consequences and makes different decisions, you were always going to, you were always going to be the person that either responded positively to the pressure of consequences or don't. Right. And, <clears throat> He goes into like, look, he, he gets into this whole thing of like, where do you see free will in the universe? Like, let's just try to find it, okay? He's like, where you were born? Nope, it's not there. Who your parents were? Nope, not there. Most of who you are, are is made up of your genetics, which you have oh, no freedom over, no control over. And, you know, he's just like, we're not finding it. We're not locating free will anywhere. Right. And he, he gets into like psychopaths and people who do evil. 
He's like, even those people were always going to be that. And it's like, it's, it feels weird to talk about out loud, but like psychopathy, like, like a Jeffrey Dahmer type, that's something wrong with him at the level of the brain. Right. Which is why they studied him. And he was even smart enough to know that, you know, or someone like uh, uh, Ed Kemper. These guys are smart enough to know that they're monsters. Right. I think a, I think a, a very simple way of looking at it would be like when you go see a movie, um, at no point while you're watching the movie, are you going to change the outcome of the movie? The movie is going to do exactly what the movie is going to do from beginning to end. And that's what our life is. Our life is a movie that starts and ends and all the stuff that happens in the middle is the movie. Now, you think, because you're in the movie, that you're affecting some, you're, you know, that you have some uh, idea that you you can make decisions that are separate from the movie that you're in, but you can't. You're you're the movie's already scripted. It's done. You're just in it, and you think you're doing. You think you're dropping your keys. You think you're doing a zany thing. You think you're going to Tibet and living in a monastery for eight years. But guess what? The movie was always you going to the monastery and living there for eight years and dropping your keys. That was the movie that you chose. Again, this is my belief is that I chose this movie. I wanted, like when you go see a movie, you don't just willy nilly go into any movie. You like look on Rotten Tomatoes and go, oh, this looks like a good movie. Oh, this is a horror movie. You like horror movies. A lot of people's lives are like horror movies. I think a lot of people choose like, I want my life to be a horror movie and they enter into it and then live this life and then when they're done they're like damn that was a horror fucking movie i'm not gonna go (laughs) see any of those anymore i'm gonna go see some rom-coms and then they live a rom-com life now that's what i believe because i find that comforting but is that a real thing no it's just an idea that i like that i find comforting right and anything becomes a horror movie if you put time on it an eternity of rom-com would turn into a horror movie. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm, maybe. <laughs> if it was me Dude, and Gal Gadot in, a- in a in a in a rom com, I can't imagine it being horrible. It's one of the things that used to scare me when I you know, when I was a devout Christian, which I was for ten years, as devout as you'll meet. Um but I I had the integrity even within that framework to say that, A, there are things that I doubt, there are things I'm unsure about, there are things I struggle with about the framework of this belief system. I was always I was always considered kind of like a, a fringe, you know, a guy on the edge of it because I was honest about what didn't make sense about it. I hated the idea of my friends going to hell, and there was all sorts of holes in it that it's the reason that I kind of walked ended up walking out of it because it just didn't add up, but... I do remember the concept of like worshiping God forever in heaven. Like we exist to worship God. And then when we die, we go to heaven where we basically worship God for eternity. That used to scare me because who wants to do that? Yeah. That I remember a guy, like a t- I remember a guy, I remember a guy told me one time, he was talking about how <clears throat> grateful he was that God had forgiven him and forgiven through Christ because he had lived such a shitty life and hurt people. And, he was like, I, I would be lucky to just scrub toilets in heaven for all eternity. Like, if I could just scrub toilets in heaven. Basically be like a slave in heaven. I'm like, dude, that sucks. <laughs> dude, I, I What love, are you talking about? Dude, I love thinking about heaven plumbing. Like, I love thinking about a toilet. The plumbing a, in heaven. I know, totally. Well, I just like, you got a cloud, 
and then there's a toilet on the cloud and i guess you have to shit in heaven and then like is it unlimited toilet paper of course and it's good to like it's good it's three it's not yeah, like it's three german, ply it's not three german, ply yeah it's not that german gas station ein mark bitte you know to get into the bathroom you got to put a mark in the slot and then you get this like waxy like craft paper toilet paper no not in heaven boy and then where does the shit go it just goes through the clouds and rains down upon the earth or what where does that or there's a plumbing system a septic in in the clouds what's going on there dude there's like a million thought experiments like to just get around the whole thing like the streets of gold you know they always thought heaven has streets of gold like there's gold in heaven there's streets in heaven are there carriages and horses or horses shitting in the streets maybe maybe in heaven your butt's not used for shitting it's just for fucking well that sounds nice it does sound (laughs) nice dude that sounds like heaven (laughs) what's up with that butthole well, it's just for fucking now. It used to be for shitting and fucking, and now it's just fucking. I'm like, damn. Are we in heaven? That's my other... I'm like, dude, move aside, Bertrand Russell. Move aside, fucking Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah, bye-bye. Move aside, On Rand. Move aside, Sam Harris, Richard yeah. Dawkins, you yeah. fucking dumbasses. Move aside, Christopher Hitchens. You got your sauce daddies. Here's how you know there's no God, because the sexy parts are so close to the waste parts. The pooping and the peeing and the shitting so close to the sexy parts. I know, but some it's people get horrible into that, design. Dude. My uh, dude, my cousin, my cousin, when he smells poop, it's like a turn on because he's you know he's. In I know, that but that's a chicken asset. or an egg thing. That's chicken or an egg thing. That's, he's come. He's that's come to associate. He's come to associate the smell of feces, which yes. we should re- be repulsed by, right. with sexual pleasure because it's your gay cousin, right, who does gay sex all the time. Well, he's right. Gay. Yeah, he only, yeah. So, so right. So, it, it, for him, sex is always associated with the smell of shit. So he's been conditioned to do that, like Pavlov's dog, dude. Yeah, that association came second. That's not built in. Being repulsed by the smell of shit is what keeps you alive because you can't eat shit and you can't consume shit, and you have to get the shit out of your body to live. Right. It's just a bad design. How about the fact that the tube that the food goes down that you need to live, same tube you breathe through. Also, same tube that you'd suck dick with. Right. Again, bad design. I don't know. That's that's up for debate, dude. We might have to debate that in the Secret Weekly. <laughs> it's up for debate. Bring some, bring some lube and some air fresheners into the Secret dude, Weekly, because we got some shit to talk about. I had, I had a really interesting breakthrough with Nova about aliens. Well, she goes, Dad, why is it called Area 51? And I was like, arbitrarily called that. It's just this place where people believe the government is hiding evidence of aliens. Right. And she's like, okay. And uh, she was like, well, are there aliens? And I, I, you know my stance on aliens. The universe is so big that it's statistically impossible that there's not other biological life somewhere out there. Right. But have they visited us? Very unlikely. And I was like, look, Nova, why do you think that all the depictions of aliens, they have two legs, two arms, a head, two eyes. They look why do you think that aliens kind of look like humans? And she thought about it and she was like, well, because we made them up. I'm like, yes, yes. Aliens always look humanoid because we made them up and we don't have that much of an imagination, dude. Why don't they, why aren't the aliens fucking octopus or squids or slugs or anything that we can't even imagine? Secondly, and I extrapolated that. I said, that's why God is a dad. Yeah. That's why God is your heavenly father, a man in the sky. Yes. God? Dude, 
your idea that God is a corporation like Nike is 1,000 times more interesting and plausible than the fact that God is a man well, you didn't with when, a when, dick. Well, when they made up the mythology that you find in the in the religious texts, at that time they didn't have they didn't have factories. They didn't have these corporations. They just if you wanted a table, you went and chopped down a tree and you made a table and put it in the house that you built yourself. So when you have creation theory, it's a dude making everything. Right, which is what and, we did. And if they wrote the if they wrote the religious text today, it'd be like, oh yeah, there's these giant corporations, and they make uh, virtual worlds that you live in, and this is a virtual world that you're living in because that would be the the technology of the day. So yes, it's all man made, and obviously, it all you know whatever was going on at the time that those books were written, that was the deal. So, well, like think about it. Yeah, it's like you know Bronze Age. Uh, human men made a god that everyone has to worship. Think about all the attributes of the Old Testament god. Pernicious, drowned the whole world because people didn't love him enough, angry, vengeful, spiteful, um, misogynistic, slaveholder, terrified of women, terrified of periods, terrified of menstruation and sex and female power. All the things that the men of that time believed. Right. They imbued that to God. People think God's a nice guy, and he drowned the fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> well, just the, it's idea, just, the idea, just the idea that you could have children, because we are God's children, and then then your, ch- your child, who has no rhyme, like, you had your, ch- <laughs> so you have Nova, you just put her in a room. Now you never talk to her. You never have any conversations with her. You never tell her anything. You never teach her anything. You just hope for the best. And then she fucks up. And then you're like, mm, you fucked up. Bye. Forever. Yeah, I'm going to kill and that's everyone. Your, and that's your daughter. Well, nah, God nah, God told. Nah, B. I know. Well, God told work. Abraham. God told Abraham to kill his son. Yeah, that's not cool. And, and, and it's that story is told as a, as a, um, a morality tale of how great Abraham's faith was. Right. But when you think about it, it shows, you how, his, it shows you how much of a psycho God was. He took his son, tied him to an altar. His, you gotta imagine, his son's probably screaming the whole time. Why right. are you, dad, dad, what are you doing? He brings the knife up over his son because he's like, look, I, I don't really necessarily want to kill you, but like, I've, have faith in God and God wants me to kill you. What am I supposed to do? Right. And then the last minute, God says, Oh, by the way, JK, LOL. I just wanted to see if you would do it. Thanks for not doing it. Like a and Mr. Then he's Mr. Beast. And then he's got like like Ashton Kusher comes out and like, good punked. And then he has to untie his son and be like, sorry, son. Like their relationship's fucked forever. Dude, they're and that's so told fucked. as a nice story. Yeah. And it's obviously foreshadowing what God did with his son, Jesus, except God went through with it. Right. And it's like it's a blood cult. It's like, dude, these stories are fucking weird. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if atheism is is a re- good replacement. Like, I think we're learning that in the vacuum of religion, this identity politics fucking secular the, the the new thing that's happening now is fucking horrifying to me to the point that I almost regret Christianity being domesticated. I'm in no danger of believing it, but think about what's coming into the vacuum now with what's happening in the culture right now with boys and girls don't exist anymore uh you know the world's upside down dude 
And I think the vacuum of religion in America is part of that puzzle piece. Well, all it takes is all it's going to take is any sort of calamity. All it's going to take is any sort of crisis and that will go away. We've just been living for 50 years in a very in America. We've been living in a very safe war-free calamity-free zone. I mean, we, there was a worldwide pandemic that was kind of like a weird sort of close your eyes for an hour, close your eyes for a year so we can like uh double the mo- double the money of the rich or something but um, we had 911 that, i mean that was pretty scary that was 20 9, years ago yeah but 911 affected a couple thousand people i mean that's not a world war i mean i'm talking like we yeah, haven't, yeah. we haven't been to a war in 50 years and you know I'm telling you, dude. You, I, I was watching the. They will not grow old, which is all the footage about World War One, and I also watched yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front, which is another World War One movie. Dude, when you watch that movie, guess what? Those people weren't concerned about. They weren't concerned about what bathroom you were using. They weren't concerned about the pronouns. They weren't concerned about like, oh, can women do what men do? No, they were concerned about rats eating them while they were sleeping in these shit and urine filled trenches that if that they had to like climb over and then get shot or mustard gassed and all everybody that was around them was dying and then if you somehow made it out alive you were fucked dude fucked ptsd forever those people weren't dude we haven't had any of that shit we're like and and our brains calibrate to whatever's going on so we're like the princess and the pea. We're on like 15 mattresses and there's a pea at the bottom of the bottom mattress. And we're like, mm, that pea, it's just so, it's just kidding. I just can't seem to get the correct amount of sleep because the pea. I'm like, bitch, get on the fucking ground with the glass and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. And on that note, we must bid you all adieu. Another half hour has slid by. The oh, sauce dude, is potent. If, dude, if we had all the ads and people gave a fuck, besides our core thanks daddy group, which we love, how crazy would the meme be on that last shit that I just said? People were like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's the new Stalin for, for saying that." Well, look. Let's get to the secret weekly before it gets even dicier. Oh, it's gonna get it's gonna get dicier in the secret weekly. Trust. You can join us over there by joining us on Patreon. P a t r e o n dot com slash the letters i o k. It supports the podcast. All the associated costs that go into maintaining it and editing it. And uh, do the right thing. You know what the right thing is. And yeah. we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>